that this is the one that that my dad always sang when I was a kid. Uh, I hate Christmas more than birthdays. Fa la 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 la. Santa, like Santa comes on all the worst days. Fa la 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 la. Everyone is being jolly, but I don't believe a fucking word they say. I hate Christmas more than birthdays. Fa la 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 ba humbug. That was my dad's song, and I've never well, forgot it. We should we should immortalize that. I already have. I pressed record already because the the songs came up so. Natural, natural <laughs> conversation. It just worked just perfect like that. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, here's what I will say about fuck Christmas. Um, even when I was a kid, I never felt like the expectation for presents was justified because people called it a holiday. And that's always been my biggest problem with the holiday in itself. Other than like the religious tie to of like Jesus's birth and all, all the, all the, the mythology around it. That was that, the, that, right. the, that the early Christians were like, Hey, pagans have this cool ritual and uh, we need more Christians. So let's, let's. Just the idea of him being born and the three wise men showing up. And my first thought is he's born in a stable. What if those three guys just needed to dock their camels for the night and a baby was being born in the stall next to it? Right. And so they were like, uh, I got this sash for you. Fuck, I didn't realize I was, you know, going to give a gift to a baby. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's all just happenstance. It gets, you know, regurgitated. Right. What'd you guys do on your trip? Oh, man, I met Phil over at the, you know... At the shack, and we heard this crying. We thought, well, maybe a goat was being born or something. Nope. Turns out there was a, you know, well, you know Joseph, right, right, uh-uh. and and Mary. I know. I didn't think he sold that, you know, sealed the deal either. But uh, apparently, you know, she's saying it's a, you know, uh, a gift from Allah, all sorts of stuff, you know. And then bada bing, bada boom, someone said, write all this shit down and make it propaganda and now yeah. we have the story of jesus yep yep sweet baby jesus um yeah it was it but like other than the mythology and the lying to children uh other than like those parts that i find wrong the with Christmas, pg use of the crumpus coming down he doesn't steal your children he gives them gifts yeah yeah it's it's actually just the it's it's, just it's a horrible blended traditions yeah and then and then and then capitalism was like "Ooh, that looks tasty let my sink let me sink my fucking teeth into this and perpetuate an entire culture of uh gimme 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 expect expectedness and like that's the big that's like my the ultimate crotch in my thorn thorn in my crotch dude is i almost said crotch in my thorn um is like I saw this funny thing online. Uh, it was like, uh, I I hope you all had a good time celebrating the midwinter capitalist or what it say, uh, uh, the wind the the midwinter capitalist rush. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. My first thought is is you know like 
all Christmas really is is that final deadline before Black Friday, you know, because like Black Friday is designed, you know, for, you know, getting, you know, any of your falling business, you know, before the end of the quarter, you know, you, if you want to get out of the red, they called it Black Friday because you were in a mad dash to make that, you know, quarterly bottom line in your sales and revenues and shit. Yeah. And if you didn't, thank God for Christmas nowadays. Right. Because right. you know that you'll immediately catch up with that. And, you know, I guess it deserves the caveat um, <coughs> that I can already hear it right now. No, Christmas is about being with your family. Christmas is about – is, is per- what, what a fuck family though. There are those small demographic people where they're like, I love individual members of their my family. But when you get us all together, I can't it, think of it's a more toxic, toxic yeah. picnic. Exactly. Exactly. And it always turns into it. There's never one that doesn't yeah. have at le- – there's never been a Christmas that I've been a part of where someone doesn't say something that if not an outlash back at them gets like that weird quiet where everybody just sits there for a second. I mean oh, there yeah. have been a couple. And don't get me wrong. Like I do enjoy the mood – of like there there's a special thing about getting with family and friends combined family and friends combined when it's the right group where no one's going to fucking bicker with each other everybody just genuinely wants to be around each other and you you get you get time to you know you you eat m- f- food together there is something nice about genuinely giving a gift to somebody Right, like, like you make something with your fucking hands, and you don't you don't yeah. go out to a store and you don't fucking buy them a TV or an Xbox. The idea of a thoughtful, personalized display of affection, like I love you enough that I thought of you to make you this, or or I saw it and I thought, you know, that's really cool. I immediately think of that, and you get it out of a purity of that. But, but but yeah, and I find why I f- does it always have to be because it's Christmas? Ex- you can't no. do you you can't randomly do it. Exactly. Like that's what makes Christmas shitty for people who, yeah. If you're neurodivergent or you come from a family uh, that's not a white picket fan, if you come from a fucked up family, I'll say it. And you don't like your family members and you don't talk to your family members, but you still find yourself repeating the insanity of your childhood because it's Christmas. Right. Then you need to think long and hard about how much you want to contribute to the cycle of trauma. Right, right. Because at a certain point, you're choosing to go to something or take part in something that brings you the absolute opposite of merriness and joy well and whether people want to admit it or not our society has cultivated mad expectation around this holiday people absolutely there is a family holiday it's performance it's it's, it's performance it's i have more lights on my tree my tree's bigger than yours i got you the best gift yeah but i got you more gifts. the quality of the wrapping paper 
now now here's now now here's where my anxiety around this holiday comes from and and a lot of my distaste is is one i grew up fucking poor and i recognized early on like okay as a kid i battled with this the i wants i want legos i want you know christmas it you know but we got the needs but my but but it was perpetuated by yeah. by the season of the of the season of christmas and my mom and dad both played into that they play they did they played up santa they were did a whole fakery and jingle belling and lights outside the windows and oh yeah. he came oh he, you know uh video camera all we all of it all of it was played up yeah but at the same time as a 10 year old kid i knew by by i would even say by 8 i knew that it was only my mom actually spending the money on the presents and she worked all the time and i knew i recognized that that we weren't rich compared to my friends yeah, the, yeah. The, i i recognized it yet we got fucking gifts all the time and so i have i had this anxiety of like one returning the favor but and kind of being compelled to by guilt from yeah. from out, outward guilt on me for not participating and also i genuinely have a distaste for commercialism yeah i i i think it's a trap and i evolved that older but there's this and so i get anxiety every year around this because i know like there's this like culturally driven performance to be be kind and generous above your means for your close family and right. and it feels like pressure and i don't like the pressure i don't like the the time sensitiveness i don't like the the it's expected you have to go into the holidays almost wearing this fucking ugly sweater vest of a mask of i'm glad i'm here i can't wait to give you your gifts even though i'd never talk to you all year round well, or I know that, you know, so-and-so is going to have some spiked eggnog and then politics will get brought in. And that's the last thing we said at right. Thanksgiving we didn't want to do. So, like, the idea of anxiety going into the holidays because there's the expectation of we must enjoy this. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm jealous of the people that get through it without feeling this because I know they exist. I know people who genuinely love this time of year and, oh, the, yeah. and it doesn't bother them at all. All of the social expectation and the ramp up of, of, I don't feel like for some people I do, but I don't feel like it's just genuine happiness with everybody. I've been in the store on December 23rd. It's not happiness in that store. It's violence. Correct. It is it panic is, and it is measured and calculated panic and aggression. 
people yeah. are cutting people off. There's darty eyes and subversion and going, ooh, you're, you're waiting for someone else to grab toys and go, that motherfucker better not buy my, get, get that, you know. There, it is not happiness. They're going, fuck, did I forget yeah. anybody else on the list? Okay, I got Janice, I got Uncle a- Andy, I got, I got, Clar- I got, you know, okay, oh, fuck, what am I going to get for the twins? Oh, God, it is that. What if so and so shows up? I need to get them, you know, a small gift just in case. They oh, we're doing white elephant. Gift. Okay, we're doing white elephant. So it's fifty dollars, yeah. and and okay, okay, this is easier because I'm not picking for a specific person. But what am I going to do? What if else somebody and else gets you fa- it? You don't factor in food. I know a whole slew of dietary issues just associated with my sister. That means she's not having the fucking meats. She's not having the you know the fried this. She's not having the process you know like because she's she's got a gluten allergy she's you know she's my sister and her family have a very health conscious approach to eating that my mom and i are at the opposite end (laughs) we had craft mac and cheese and the most like you could feel the heart attack forming from the sodium from the ham on christmas eve you know what I mean? Yeah. Because this year it was just me and my mom and my dad. And there were no fucking gifts. Because when my sister showed up, my mom wanted to make a point to have the holidays while they were here earlier. And and they did. And I'm really glad that that came together despite all the chaos that happened with the flu and everything during their yeah. visit. Because they came and they renovated my mom's house. Right. It's not completely done because everybody got the flu, but where they started, they finished. And so it feels like a new house in there. Mm-hmm. It There's, you know, it brought this a new wash that happened in the house energy wise. You know, it's yeah. not the it's not the last 20 years in the house on the wall anymore that literally got repainted over. And the TV's in a different spot, and there's new furniture. <coughs> so this was a very surreal Christmas because it didn't feel like any of the other previous Christmases that we've survived. And I say that survived, you know, yeah, yeah, he's surviving Christmas. And that's funny because one of my mom and I's favorite movies is the movie Surviving Christmas, and it's one of the most dysfunctional holiday movies you could ever see mm-hmm. and so if you haven't seen it go watch it it's great um but that is literally what it feels like you have to survive christmas yeah and you i remember talking to you on christmas eve saying hey man happy holidays you know just doing the obligatory mass send and you send me your voicemail telling me how your Christmas traveling is. Now, for anybody who isn't aware, you are supposed to be in fucking Florida. Yeah, I'm supposed to be in Florida so right about today. Yeah, so yeah. this this Christmas was definitely the strangest slash sad slash darkly comedic Christmas I've ever had in my life. Um, we do you think you should almost write it down in, as a story. Yeah. I, I might want to turn it into a narration uh, or something. I don't know. For cheap seats. It's yeah. almost worth it. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> oh. 
it you can't write it better. You can't write it better. And and here's what's funny. Before I do it, <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm, that's what listening to the voicemail of you describe. I. You guys are in for a treat as he describes what should have been, but what actually went down. We had this planned a couple weeks before Christmas. So here here's the backstory, and it and it is completely relevant to the veracity uh well not veracity that's the wrong word to the uh profundity of our experience um beth beth's sister and her husband edgar live in florida they just had their second child uh a few months ago and of beth had not had a chance to meet her yet and for this christmas all of beth's beth both of beth's parents were going to be in florida all of Edgar, her husband's family, they're Ecuadorian, were all going to be in Florida. So everybody was getting together for this child's first Christmas. And a couple this weeks... This was it. And, a, and, and Beth was bummed that we, we couldn't afford to be there. And a couple weeks before, Beth's mom was like, hey, I have companion tickets. What if I guys get you to Florida? What if I get you guys to Florida? And we're like, holy shit. Okay, well, I have to work all week. I don't have any more paid time off. So, okay, we're going to have to fly out Saturday morning on Christmas Eve to, you know, we had we had a layover in Seattle, so we're going to fly up to Seattle, get a layover, and then fly direct flight from uh, Seattle to Tampa. That was a plan. And so, all right, we do it. And then everything is settled. We have a couple weeks leading up to Christmas. We know this is coming. And my brain, being the brain it is, can't help but think of every bad Christmas movie where people, or every good Christmas movie with bad situations where people get stuck in an airport, the travel yep. blues, be it, be it Home Alone, be it planes, trains, and automobiles, be it whatever it is, there, that you can name, you could count to both hands the number of those and movies. You, you went through almost all of them with this story. Yeah, and I went, I went, Fuck! I all all I imagined you guys was started at what two a.m. three a.m. three a.m. All I imagined before leading up to this was it was going to be Beth and I with our bags in tow, holding hands, running through a sea of people with sound is deaf, and the the song is bells will be what? ringing a sad sad tune, and I, that that's all I heard, and that was our that was my theme song in my brain. Okay, so that's the nightmare at the beginning. When then like, this is gonna be awesome. If you guys haven't been paying attention, uh, it's been cold as fuck everywhere in the United States. Uh, we got hit, and the with, only people who aren't noticing it are up here in Alaska because it's the same here as it's always been. Yeah, yeah. But y your plane froze. Well. We had we we had a, a a cold snap two days before Christmas. It it hit and it was raining and it was, so it was freezing rain everywhere, glare ice everywhere. And then the oh. the cold didn't lift. And so they had been doing work to get the airplanes done. This was Friday. I had Friday off of work because of the ice and snow. Okay, so I have one day to prepare. I went out, thawed the car. We had about a quarter inch of frozen of standing ice over the entire body of our car. A, a quarter inch. And so I get in the driver's door, start it up, 
it let it run for like 45 minutes come out so there's that sheen of water across the windshields under the layer of ice and then you can just chip through it and break off big panels of ice at a time i did that got in the car drove up to fred myers we needed some stuff uh got some ice melt came back did our driveway and all that shit um you know, and then it didn't rain all night. And I'm like, okay, we're going to wake up. The roads are going to be like shit because it froze again last night. But at least our windows won't be fucked up. And so we wake up three in the morning. We had to wake up at about, I I, I slept into like 3.15. Um, but Beth was up studiously at three. Um, got everything ready. Left the house to be by the airport to drop our car off in the paid parking Uh at 4 a.m. That was our reservation to drop it off so we could take the shuttle from the paid parking to the airport to be there by 4.30 to get through security, which the line was incredibly long. Like, I could not believe how it's long... the American way all flying at the last minute. Every, <laughs> dude, that was place was packed. And so we get, we get through security. Our plane boarded at 5.40 to fly out at 6. We were supposed to depart at 6 in the morning. And we're like, okay, we just have to fly to Seattle. We can sleep 45 minutes on the plane ride up, get over, and, you know, we're off to my Tampa. And so we get there, and they're like, yeah, they're working on de-icing the planes and getting everything ready. And, okay, blah, 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 blah. And there were a bunch of people who – there were dude, there were a shitload of people on our plane who were, like, going other places, and they were from other places. Our plane was just like – this flight was, I imagine – because the plane, a lot of flights got delayed and canceled the day before on Friday because of rain and ice. Yeah, I can imagine you had a lot of people who ended up rerouting yes. previously and, and, this, and managed to get onto your plane. Well, well, this is this is the plane where they're like, hey, it's the first plane out in the morning. It's got, you know, we're, we're going to fucking stick all these people on it. It's, it's low yeah. on seats. Not a lot of people are on it. This is going to be the plane to get them to Seattle so they can fucking hub out, right? Um, yeah. And... Then at 6 a.m. when we're supposed to be fucking leaving, we're like, are we boarding? And they're like, plane's been delayed till 730. And we're like, by the way, our flight out of Seattle was at 9 a.m. Yeah. So we were supposed to board at 730, fly out at 8. Okay, that that means it's a 45-minute flight to seattle now we have to get off luckily our plane that we were getting on was in the same fucking terminal we were, yeah, yeah. We were it was all in sea so we're like okay at least we don't have to go across fucking SeaTac. um but we, that means we have 15 minutes to get off our plane and across and onto that plane do the nightmare running dash correct the nightmare of. so we're planning it and okay this is gonna be crazy so we board our we go get a bloody mary and breakfast because now we're up. Yeah. Um, we're already supposed to be in the air at this point. So we're, we get a drink. We have breakfast. Take our time. Get back. Board the plane at 730. We're like, all right. They fucking work in de-icing the planes and all that shit. Then we're sitting there waiting, waiting. The de-icer plane comes again, sprays the plane down one more time. Because it's free. At, oh, by the way, at by 7 in the morning, it started freezing rain again outside. It was, oh it was, God. so it started, it started raining again. 
and it was just making all the ice worse. And then it was at 32 degrees. So it was the, the, the plains were below freezing still because they were out cold all night. They weren't warm yet. And it, and so all the water was hitting the plains and freezing on the plains because the plains were 28, 27, 26 degrees. Right. And so, um, so they, they were fucking, and so we're, we're sitting there. Okay. They, they fucking spray the plane again. We're best on our phone. Cause we have, we have internet still. And she's looking, the Seattle plane gets delayed till nine fifty. So, so, so that goes in your favor. You're so like, we okay, get, if we're get, delayed, they're delayed. We get cool. another hour and we're like, okay, okay, we can make this. And then we sat <laughs> on our plane for an hour and a half that we even backed out, got pushed out and taxied and, and staged to take off. And then they never gave the clear to go. And we sat on our plane. So we're watching and now it's nine o'clock and we know, okay, shit, we can still take off right now, fly the 45 minutes land. And now we have 15 minutes yet again, we're given the same window. It just got pushed back an hour. And then, and then there go guys, uh, by now you sat too long. The plane's accrued crude ice. You're going to have to taxi back to give, uh, to de-ice one more time, we will get you in the air. And then uh, if anybody at this time wants to, we you can leave the plane if you need to. And then in the taxi back, we get another call from the captain. Uh, news from security is everybody has to get off the plane uh, to de-ice. They have to do a couple d- new checks again because it sat so long, blah, 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 blah. Now we know that there's no fucking way. And so we get off the plane and we're like, shit. is there is there any other flights and so we stand in the line for ticketing with every other motherfucker on that plane trying to go to missoula or fort lauderdale wherever they're trying to go um at that point you'll take getting into louisiana because it's the state next door dude right and so we (laughs) so so we we did we checked everywhere and there was none because there was no soon flights to seattle to get a flight out of seattle and then we were checking for flights out of Portland. Where could it get? And and the lady found one flight at 2 p.m. to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Direct flight out of Portland to Fort Lauderdale. Had a couple empty seats. We weren't next to each other, but we had a couple empty seats. And then Fort Lauderdale is four hours from Tampa. So we knew we were they were either going to have to drive to Fort Lauderdale when we took off to meet us there. Or we were gonna have to get there, rent a car, and drive a car one way to Tampa, and drop or it off. Or have the world's longest Uber ride ever, <sighs> dude. You know, and so we're like, "Fuck." Okay, well, we got. And, and here's the thing: this trip meant the world to Beth. Yeah. She when we were on the plane and time was counting down before we saw they delayed the Seattle flight. And we thought we were fucked on this plane. We were going to get to Seattle, be stuck in Seattle with no flight to fucking Tampa. Um, I mean, she was in tears. It was it was fucking terrible for her. This this it was bad for me because I was along with it, and the empathy was running deep, you know. And the so the shittiness of going through it was on you, but the emotional she, weight of it is all she yeah. hadn't. She hasn't. That's a lot. She hasn't spent a Christmas or a real holiday with her sister in over a decade. That's her rough. her only sister, her only other sibling, they spent, I mean, every Christmas as them as a kid, it was those two together, right? Like, yeah. and then they haven't, and she's never spent a Christmas 
She hasn't spent a Christmas with her mom in forever. You know, the whole entire family experience she's been missing. Every year we go over to my sister's. That's been the tradition um, for Christmas and stuff like that. And she gets some family experience, but it's not her family. Yeah. You know, it, it is. Th- I, understand, it, I do it, understand that. It's my, it's her family as much as her family is my family, but there's a difference. Yeah. Um, and you home know, always feels like home, and it's the people that you remember yeah. at home. And so we we were just fucking looking forward to this, you know. Um, she yeah. was she had it. She you know we made we we made homemade gifts. These awesome fucking like uh, shadow boxes for both of her kids. We were- Shut you were showing them they're awesome one was like it's you know we we took the full advantage of these fucking box wo- nice wooden boxes that she painted nice they had magnets that held the fucking and the end they were cut out and they looked like books that was yeah. the coolest part it was a book it had the binding everything in the pages were the box and it was a big thick wooden butt book and we turned we, we were like okay let's decorate them let's make them puzzle boxes let's put some clips in there so they can hang notes and and trinkets and 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 add more to them and so we took our time and she made one that was uh for the daughter and it was you know a mandala and unicorns and clouds it was like this nice sky scene and uh flowers on the ground and this nice thing and then for the other one we made it all dinosaur-y and so she painted a, a volcano in the background and this like nice sky and a sun and then i from me making just crafting in the past i had a bunch of fake trees and texture and grass and stuff to do river. And so I made, I extended it out forward and did grass and put texture on the walls to look like different layers of bushes going that, you know, deep into the, the thing and trees and dinosaurs and a river. And, um, yeah, we just spent a lot of time, like we're going to, you know, we don't have much to bring. We don't have a lot of room to bring stuff. We're only going for a couple days. That was the other thing. We flew out, christmas eve and we were going to turn around and fly back tuesday morning so it's like it was a short trip you know short but sweet and so we're at the airport now we we finally wait through we get on this flight to fort lauderdale and we're like shit all right it's like 10 30 we have till 2 p.m so let's fucking sit and let's wait so we went and got some starbucks and cried and made our way across the fucking airport to the entirely different gate to our where our plane was and we're sitting there and there's like one of the next terminals over was a flight to phoenix and they had been waiting for fucking ever i guess they'd been people were just agitated they're like yeah we're on this flight we're hearing people just talking about it and then there they find like we're sitting there and they go all right everybody we got the clear we can board the plane and they just erupt in fucking emotion and like yeah and applause and clapping and and everything like this and so they fucking get in and they load the plane up and and every this 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 our whole entire wing clears out as they load this big plane to fucking phoenix and we're looking out the window at this plane and it doesn't move (laughs) and it doesn't move and a half hour goes by and it doesn't move and then we hear over the intercom all right, everybody, they're doing a test push right now uh, to – they The have a, airport is announcing to the people, you guys, that they're experimenting with this plane to see if not, anybody not, can not, fucking not, take not, off. Not, not the Phoenix plane, a different plane. Um, and I have a picture. I, I, I walked over because they were doing it on the fucking Alaska air side. 
and they had this fucking one of the pusher carts seeing if it could get an, seeing if it could get enough traction to push a plane out and it fucking got it a little of the ways out not gonna lie and then it started slipping and so it unhooked fucking tried to re-straighten out came back in pushed and it just slid to the side and the plane is just sitting out in the middle of the fucking yard i, I have a cool picture of through all this freezing rain and stuff in the foreground, this plane crooked out in the middle of the fucking, like the, 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 not the runway, but the fucking taxi lane, uh, with a cart crooked in front of, like, you can tell it's not the angle. It's supposed to be in front of the plane. There are like four different sets of slidey tracks all in front of the plane. And then I'm standing there. I snap that picture. And then this is the moment I knew. And then this crew (laughs) walks out. And they all get in and start pushing the fucking cart backwards away from the plane no to get a traction because because the cart could no longer back up either. It had lost traction both ways. And so the three guys had to come out stuck on the ice. and I'm like, well, I just watched three guys push away the push cart for the airplane. And this was the test to see if there were enough tractions to push away planes. And I don't think we're going anywhere. And then they said, yep, we were grounding all planes. And then our fucking flight was canceled. And now it's one in the afternoon. And this fucking, these four poor Arizona people had, were on that plane for over an hour sitting there because once they seal the doors, they have to go through this process to unseal the doors in the airport. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, and we're like, we look at each other and we're like, guess we're going home. And then began the adventure. Of us going, well, what the fuck are we doing now? Because we're home. She's just upset. We're delirious because over the we'd had three hours of sleep in like the last 40 hours at this point. Thir- 36 hours. Um, and it's Christmas Eve. And the yeah. stores are fucking empty. And we're like, well, the only place we could really find open at that point that was... Uh, sh- she goes... I'm not having an empty stocking on Christmas. And I said, okay. So we went to this little shopping area and there was a, um, a not a, what is it? Uh, Marshall's open. So we went into Marshall's and walked through all their cheap shit and found a candle and she got a new hairbrush and I didn't see anything in there worth buying for me. And, you know, got a couple of things and loaded up on candy for our fucking stocking stuffers. And she goes, I want to find you something. And so we went to, Best Buy was open, so I walked in there, found myself a $20 video game, bought myself a video game, uh, detesting every minute of it, but she, I knew it. we had to do some effort for Christmas, man. This is that bittersweet salvage moment of yeah. this was all not going according to plan. We went to Target. I'm getting you a gift, and you were like, fine, but I'm picking it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And... We, you know, we went to Target. That was the, the store closest that was open and found some hamburger and some tortellini to make fancy spaghetti for Christmas dinner. Uh, got off, bought 40 chicken nuggets and two large fries on the way home. And that was our dinner. That was all we ate the rest of the night on Christmas Eve was just a shitload of McDonald's. Uh, yeah, woke up on Christmas, just the two of us. Made it, made a joke about, hey, I got you these cool presents that you know nothing about and you didn't even see me buy. And I handed her the stuff that she paid for. 
you know, and, and tried to, and, and, and here's where the Christmas miracle comes in, Tyler. Here's where, here's where old stanchy claws Aaron, uh, found the true meaning of Christmas. And did your heart grow two sizes bigger? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's still icy and cold and small and black and dead, but, but, uh, I mean, it was, we had a moment, we had moments sitting there together. We watched some funny Christmas shit on TV. We laughed and we ate shitty spaghetti and we laughed about that. And we just turned all of the pain into laughter. And that's why Christmas movies are made for this season is because everybody's in so much pain. They need to laugh at something. And mostly it's misery of other people during the same holiday for them to forget about their own pain and put it into somebody else. And that's why the movies are made. And that's why we watch them to do that for ourselves. And we laughed. And that's the miracle of Christmas. That's the miracle of Christmas. Movies. (laughs) Yeah, And you're talking to me. Yeah, buddy. My yeah, brain buddy. is now grinding for a movie idea. I'm like, I hate Christmas. You hate Christmas. Fa la 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 la. Here's the first draft for our next Christmas. Ha 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 ha. You then, know? Yeah. <coughs> I could see it. <coughs> we uh. <coughs> well, I'm glad that you guys were able to capture that moment. Yeah, we slept a lot, smoked a lot of weed, ate edibles, got, you know, got really high. You know, you had, you had what was truly important, which was in the end, you had you guys. No, yeah, exactly. And and here's the thing that that's kind of what I reflected on is on a day that is about being with others. We did, we had each other. But it, it was moments like that going through suffering together. Yeah. Coming out the other side of it, still being together, that I, you know, it's like I, I do I, I do this every day. It, it, it just like, to me, it, it truly solidified like the, the, not that like, oh, the Christmas spirit. I was being very facetious earlier. It was just like, Another moment to lock away and treasure in like a whole history of moments, right? The Christmas almost yeah. vanished from it. It was like we did another thing together, you know? We yeah. trauma bonded. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trauma yeah, bonded with chicken nuggets and, and fancy Jason Bateman as an elf. Yeah, dude, that was Jace. Yeah, dude, that was such a fucking good flick, dude. Who killed Santa Claus? If if anybody wants to go out and watch some truly wonderful comedy, uh, that is corny and funny and improv and just wonderful, man. Uh, watch it. Did you watch it? I didn't actually. No, uh, dude. Because funny thing about this uh, episode that you're recording is, is we were originally going to record it on Christmas Eve. Yep. And then because of all the not jet lag you experienced I've when you guys had your moment, crashed. you guys fucking crashed out. Fell asleep for like twelve and or thirteen hours, dude. 
Yeah. And you like woke up halfway through Christmas. And by then I was like, I wasn't having, it was, uh, a, yeah, it was like, a, we woke up at Christmas like, Christmas day, like 10 in the morning on Christmas. I woke up today at my folks house cause I had to help my dad go, you know, lay down and get in bed and, and yep. uh, make sure that everything was good for my mom and her oxygen and whatnot. And just do the whole loving son caregiver routine that I'm in mm-hmm. and, uh, I woke up and last night a guy came over to check on Reggie and the animals. And Reggie just wasn't feeling well and he was sick. So I had to, but I knew I, I had to be where I needed to go. And so I just kind of, you know, nothing like getting a sick dog, having a seizure on a walk. On Christmas. On Christmas, knowing that you have to leave him to go take care of your dementia ridden father and your hard to breathe and move around mom for Christmas while your actual family is out of state. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's, I think for both of us, it was a very unique and in the end, I, I think it was cathartic for probably both of us, the way that it played out. Yeah. It it was, it was a bit sobering, put some things in perspective. Yeah. It did, um, and I'm not. I don't want to make it sound like my Christmas was awful because it wasn't. Because you know, we watched The Grinch, me and my dad, and um, you got to watch him watch some football. I I got to watch my dad watch football and enjoy football. Which, when someone is in the throes of dementia, the way my dad is, it's beautiful to see parts of what you remember in them. Come in out. these fleeting moments. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was following the game and reacting rationally, like, oh, come on, to the team I knew he enjoyed. And, you know, it's nice to have those moments and cook a prime rib with my mom on, you know, Christmas Day. And yep. it's just yep. us and there's no gifts because this is the gift, right? you know. We're still at home. We're having Christmas, and yeah. For myself, that's a finite thing. It's got an expiration date very soon for me, mm-hmm. as that as that goes. Yeah, and it's nice when you strip away all the consumerism. And you strip away all the glitz and the glamour and the chaos of expectation. And when it really is just you guys sitting down, the people you care about, with good food and something to watch. Yeah. That's, I think, what a lot of people lose in Christmas because of the expectation. There's a time to eat. There's a time to open presents. There's, you know, if people are coming over or you're going somewhere, it's, it's yeah. all time-based and it, and it doesn't let anything kind of just exist, you know? Um, and I think that's the, that's the, but, but like you said, it doesn't only have to happen on Christmas. Exist and no. be with your family and love them all the time. And the amount of care, that's like that thing, if you hear like, like picture what you would want. 
your perfect Christmas to look like with your family, minus the gifts, minus the tree, what would you want the experience with them to be like? The amount of yeah. love and laughter and what the conversations look like and the game playing. And then on fucking May 13th or June 4th or March or August. Invite them over for a barbecue. Plan Make it, it a point. and do it. And, and create and those. Get them there. Yeah, man. Because that's. You know, set up, set or, up your mind. You just took that, that I want that experience for Christmas. And you know that like when you strip away all the other shit and you're going after, I want that memory of family and good times. And, you know, none of the, I didn't get what I want for Christmas right. or someone said that stupid thing that ruined it. Cause when you let go of all that trivial crap and you cherish family, you can surprisingly find use it all that the time. As, you can go and see your family when you see them with that intention. Yes. And maybe your Christmas miracle is you take that fucking want that you want that you can't gift. You can't put that feeling in a box. No. You have to experience it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what fucking Tiny Tim tells you, you it's, know, yep, yep. in a Christmas carol. Because that's how miserable I was, man. I listened to Tim Curry read me a Christmas carol. And, uh, oh, bless Tim Curry. It wasn't half bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, uh, that, that's, that's the thing, man. Use, <laughs> use that intention and, um, every interaction. Treat it like yeah. what you want to get out of a perfect Christmas, the one you fantasize about. And treat every interaction yeah. all year long like that. Treat treat the That's kindest. How does the song go? Every day is a holiday. Sure. You know, it doesn't have to fucking only be Christmas, guys, or Thanksgiving, or it doesn't have to be marked on a calendar by a corporation. But strip away the gifts. bought a calendar from telling you, hey, it's Christmas. Hey, it's going to be New Year's next. But don't forget, after New Year's, you still got to worry about what you got to get somebody for Valentine's Day, not the act of loving somebody and appreciating them. Right. Remember, you're going to need chocolates and diamonds and fucking cards and shock-tasting hearts with little quips on them. No. Forget what's on the calendar and know that when you look back, what you cherish is none of the shit that's in a box and it doesn't come with the tag. Exactly. And you're going to you know? miss the opportunity that you could have had in every one of those moments that you didn't forever. Yeah. You're going to miss yeah. out on those. You're going to look back and you're going to go, why didn't I just say yes to that one more time? Why didn't I yeah. put my issues behind and just love for the yeah. sake of love in every moment, right? Yeah. So look at that, everybody. We turned our hate into love in this podcast. We turned it's our... a Christmas miracle. La 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 la. I wish I had a be mm -hmm. a jingle bell reaction. Oh wait, do I have? Oh, let me see if I have some Christmassy sound bite from way back in the day. You just go to YouTube, have the intro to Weird Al's Christmas at Grand Zero play. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking song. Hi. Yeah. What? Oh, thanks. 
hey, thanks, you're adorable with your little devil horns on. That's the best. That's... She does. She has she has a, a devil horned ring like thing to hold her hair up for her face mask. And so oh, that's epic. <laughs> it's like a blue Hi. blue face with his little red horns and she's the fucking awesome. devil. But like a happy rain unicorn devil. Rain <laughs> sea a seafaring. Yeah, your 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 skin's the color of things of the sea, sea foam green. So I just I just you know turned that all into what my imagination. It's, hey, it is green and red, Christmas colors. There you go. There you go. Um. Oh. Okay. Here, I was looking for something. Hold on. I know we created Christmas now. Back in the day, some kind of. Halloween, Halloween, nope. NFL, nope. There's a Stallone commercial, nope. What? I know we did some Santa or Christmas thing forever ago. Damn. It. I. It's got to be. I will fix it in post. Yeah, I don't. I probably doesn't exist. No, no, no bells, no jingles, no. Oh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. That's the most basic consumer. Yeah. Audible. Yeah. There we go. That wraps up. That's the fakest, most authentic Christmas thing about this Christmas podcast was how fucking mass produced that sound. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh. Wow. Ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah. Cool dude. I want a receipt for that. I want that back. All right, I, I want well, a... deal. <laughs> deal. I'll uh, put it on my tab. Uh, thanks for chilling with me and man and talking about this. Of course, man. Uh, it's always fun to bash on something that mo- a lot of people love, but they secretly inside go, they're not wrong. Yeah. You know, was, are the Christmas villains really wrong at heart or do they just need a, a Christmas miracle? To they learn. They just go they're about still it. They're not wrong. They just go way remember, too hard. They go way too hard. Whoville fuck somebody in fucking Whoville threw out Max. That's how the Grinch got it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. You came to a gr- a brilliant revelation about that. Go bomb them real quick at the end of this episode. All I'm just saying is I was getting baked and I'm watching the Grinch with my folks, you know, and I'm sitting there and it dawns on me that. The Grinch takes everything that he has that he lives off of comes from the dump that somebody throws out at Whoville. And where did Max come from? Yeah, how did he get yeah. Max? Because how many people go, oh, I want a kitten, but you got a dog. And the next thing you know, the place is flooded. The pound, the you know, the sanctuaries. With an animal, but there's always those pieces couldn't... of shit who drop off a dog at the, at the dump. So someone in fucking Whoville threw away a dog. Fuck Whoville, the Grinch knew what was up. That's right. That's absolutely he, right. Whoville earned his forgiveness when he decided to give Christmas a second chance. Yeah. He didn't give Whoville a second chance. He gave Christmas a second chance. And he did exactly what we're talking about. 
strip away the presence and everything like that and treat the treat every moment and interaction with people about the love and he, he it wasn't about the people it was about him yeah that's why if you don't like your family don't feel obligated to go to christmas but if you love your family and you can't wait to see them and you can't wait to see the little shit show circus that you can't wait to see that only happens when they get together then go yeah and treasure don't, it. Treat it as a memory. But don't let trauma be a continuous gift you can't return. <sighs> I have a soundbite for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my shit right there. I'm telling you. It's true. Um, you know, you, you got I I had to give some of my family members I don't know where it is. Civility for Christmas. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes the hardest thing you can do and the, 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 the best thing you can do is coexist and not let petty bullshit get in your way. You know, because it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Fuckers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being here. Of course. And for all you guys, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, bo- bottomest of my hearts. Um, I hope that you, you guys, truly did find that moment with your family, with your friends. You treasured each other. You loved each other. Uh, you had it stress-free, trauma-free, argument-free. Uh, I hope you had that. Sincerely, from the bottom of my yeah. heart. I hope you all had that out there. Hope uh, everybody had a good Christmas. And uh, it's been a wonderful year of me slacking on this podcast. Uh, it's been a hard year, everybody. So uh, I'll see you back in 2023, and uh, we'll rock and roll. We'll uh, step into the next gear. Anyways, have a wonderful, wonderful year, you guys. Have a happy new year. Uh, see you around.